Hello and welcome to Can't Find My Way Home, the podcast where expats from around the globe talk about the music and art scene in their adopted home. I'm your host, Craig. In this episode of Can't Find My Way Home, I was joined by Kenneth May, Jacob Smith and Sebastian Simon. All the guests are currently living and working in Busan, South Korea, but hail from the US and France respectively. We got together to talk about the Liquid Arts project and the 72-hour film festival that will take place between November 19th and the 22nd when they will screen the final entries. What is the Liquid Arts Network, you might ask? Liquid Arts was founded in Busan, South Korea. It has served as a stage for the local community to share their talents since 2000. The community has continued to grow its roots within Korea while simultaneously planting seeds across the globe. Kenneth opens our conversation with more details on how it all started. Sebastian, who serves as the main film expert in the group and has also worked with the Busan International Film Festival, amongst others, tells us how he got involved in the project and how it led him to teaching film at a university in Busan. Jacob gives us more insight into how the 72-hour film fest originated, its previous incarnations and his role in it. You could say more of a behind-the-scenes role, but integral nevertheless. You'll hear about how the film festival actually works and why the winners could be included in a special out-of-competition section of the 38th Busan International Short Film Festival, which takes place in April. The team also go on to describe how you can participate. Of course, this is only open for residents in South Korea, Busan primarily. Styles, genres, props and locations, as well as a recap of some previous notable entries. We ponder what makes the Busan art scene so active and why experimentation is vital. We also find out about the many other film festivals that take place in South Korea. And your own shot at the Oscars. No kidding. Let's get right into it. The Liquid Arts Network. The Liquid Arts Network was originally created in 2000 on November 11th. And it was created out of a small group of foreign teachers at the time that were looking for something different to do with their lives as expatriates. And uh, it turned into be a poetry reading, only we didn't have enough poets. So it was sort of like, let's get, you have to play music and you have to tell stories. And by sheer lack of contributing writers, we actually created a performance art group and it has been continuous to this day. Over the years, we've branched out into different events. We host a poetry plus night, which is like a night at the theater, an open stage night, a pop-up jam series, a spoken word only series, and, and now the 72-hour film festival. There's also a podcast coming soon, or it's already started. Is that part of the network too? Uh, yes, we have one regular Liquid Arts Network podcast. It goes by that name. But we are uh, adding a second podcast called Liquid Sound, 
and that is hosted by one of our local musicians, long-timer Gino Brand, who is a singer-songwriter. And on these episodes, he invites a musician in. They talk about the craft of songwriting and the inspiration of songwriting. They listen to a couple recorded tunes, and at the end, they play a song together live. Cool. That's quite nice. There's a nice little uh, twist on it there at the end, you know? Yeah. I guess that's the niche. That's what everyone's looking for, eh? something different. And that should be out in the next couple of weeks, and we're really looking forward to that one. For myself personally, maybe I was the first time in 20, 2006 in Busan, in Korea, uh, as a as the editor of a film which was select a documentary which was selected at the big Busan Film Festival. But that was a month and a half. You know, I just stayed for tourism after the festival and then re returned to France. I've been based in Korea more since 20, 2012, especially as my as I got uh, into the Busan International Short Film Festival, a part of the program team first as a coordinator, as they say, and then since 2017 as a full-on programmer. So really, you know, curating programs, selecting the films, doing a lot of outreaching uh, internationally, uh, visiting a lot of other events. And, but all that time until 2019, I was in and out of Busan, Seoul, Europe, somewhere else, Busan, Seoul, Europe, somewhere else. And I've been living in Busan full-time since 2019. And pretty much at the same time, I became friendly with Kenneth, with other foreigners. Went for the first time in the liquid arts two years ago, actually, I think, November. Mm -hmm. And, you know, knowing no one and no kind of knowing everyone. <laughs> or, at least, or at least, you know, actively participating in the liquid arts, especially since we sort of, yeah, we, we sort of, I don't want to say take, take over, that sounds a bit... <laughs> no, no. But the Science to Hour Film Festival has been existing for a bunch of editions already, but it's been run by several several persons uh, in what, five or six editions they have? Yeah, there were at least five previous editions of the 72-hour film festival. And then just over time, as people left or matriculated into graduate school, it, it sort of came to us. Uh, Jacob, do you have... Uh, more on how that came to us? I think last year when we were we were kind of looking at uh, different kinds of events to do and uh, we kind of kicked around this idea of having some sort of film fest and uh, in this process uh, we kind of connected with uh, with HQ which is kind of a local like foreigner watering hole they were already running one and um, we just kind of merged together got a bit of like say also Sebastian's expertise just helped to put it into perhaps uh, different directions than where it was going uh, previously previously that's my recollection of it at least but especially again it came at a time where that the person who was running it for the last few times was in a way happy to share it or let sort of let us uh, take over but it also came at a moment where Knowing more and more of the the active, artistically active community here, it became clear that there must there are more than enough creative people here to to produce even in just three seventy two hours to produce good enough films that they may 
feed into the Busan International Short Film Festival that I work for. So, because, you know, it's not just about finding the best film from other continents. It's also seeing what's right under our nose and mm -hmm. made by residents. So my colleagues at the festival and myself, we came up with this program where we would take a, a one short film or two from the 72 hour film festival, one short film or two from another citizens workshop, like filmmaking workshop thing or some sort of academy, all resident made films. And that makes, um, you know, a multicultural program at mm. the short film festival to be screened. But that includes a couple of short films from the 72 hours from the, from the foreign community, really an inclusive sort of concept. So this is, correct me if I'm wrong, but this will be the second 72 hour film festival. It's the second one under sort of our cooperative stewardship, okay. but it's probably the seventh overall. Okay. Something like that. All right. So you've just incorporated these two things from the HQ bar that was already there and then added your own expertise and enthusiasm to the project and then run with it. Yeah, try to get the word out to as many people as possible. And HQ remains the literal HQ of the event itself, where where we will screen the films uh, on November 22nd, uh, sort of bringing the teams together, seeing what everyone has done during three days. And three days before they arrive and they pay their team entry fee of $10 and they receive their prompts that they must include in the films at that time. Okay, maybe you can tell us about them, Kenneth, because I, I did read them, but yeah, it's better if you tell us. Uh, I think maybe this is Sebastian actually came up with our prompts <laughs> last year, so I'd like to defer to Sebastian on this. So um, it's, you know, it's a way to keep it unpredictable, so also to make sure that no one makes their film before, right? Um, <laughs> Not that anyone would. <laughs> what? I mean, no. But, but it's also to see how everyone uses it creatively in different ways, right? So, for example, we, there were three. There are three prompts, and one is a an actual object, a prop, to use somewhere somehow in in the story of each film. And last year it was an umbrella. I think before the day, because the day we decided on those, it was raining. And yes, it just well, an umbrella. You know that that. But every team had to include it to some degree. It could be just in the background or it could be actually useful in the plot. In the plot. Uh, they had to include that element. And there were two other elements, which, which was a line of dialogue. Uh, and the line of dialogue was uh, Kiki says hi. Kiki is, is, was up to the teams, really, and to their stories. And the other one was a character had a certain, one character had to be, to have a certain name. And uh, the name of Kiki was actually the owner of HQ's dog. So we included a pet into the dialogue there. Uh, so unfortunately, we can't share the props with you for this year on this podcast. All in good time, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, have you did you participate in the first one or have you participated in the, the previous incarnations of the event? No, uh, it was... Last year, I was one of the judges for it, and I helped set up a lot of the organizational pieces to kind of get it out there and get it running and stuff. So um, I didn't really uh, have time to to make a film, and and I I like to uh, 
kind of be a little bit more behind the scenes, kind of planning things out a little bit and uh, making sure it all kind of works out screening day for everyone's to, to watch? Well, uh, just, you know, making sure that people like know about it. These foreigner communities, uh, and especially in, in Korea, you know, uh, people are constantly cycling uh, through. You want to get the word out to as many new faces as you as you can. They might be students, they might be, uh, you know, new English teachers coming in or or anyone else, maybe perhaps this year we might have some sort of engineer working with us or, or submitting a film. Uh, I don't know, it's always uh, interesting to see who comes out, but you wanna have the right outreach to make sure that you have enough teams to actually populate an event. And then when the event comes up, you know, you wanna make sure that it's run smoothly, that the videos are all submitted in time, that they all play up. And, um, and so we work with, with HQ on, on a lot of that stuff. Are there any limits on what kind of equipment people can use? I mean, if you mean for really for the making of the film, not really, it really depends. For Actually, last year, one, one team uh, of two persons, they made a, an animated film out of fixed pictures. So, no, the, most teams will, will, you know, use a, a DSLR camera because it's easy to acquire probably shoot with minimal lighting equipment and we haven't had the situation that the, the kind of situation where someone shoots it on, on a, i think on a simple phone right or maybe actually there was last year which did it. the quality you know even on the phone you still get hd at the very least so it's yeah not too obviously different looking different terribly different or anything so no 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 limits uh, on that. I Someone wants to invest ten thousand dollars of their own money to have the <laughs> best they can, but I would say that the the quality of films is a lot like the quality of work we get at like regular liquid arts events and things. It it really varies. You have some people that are, um, you know, they have expensive equipment to to shoot a scene, or someone who actually has has some writing that's been published. And then you have like people that are, are just starting filming for the first time at all. Uh, and that's, that's kind of in the spirit of the arts community that exists here is that it's kind of open to, open to everyone, uh, whether they're uh, amateur or expert or, or first starting out. I think the, that's what makes the Busan arts community so active is that it's, it is kind of this, open source thing that we kind of get together and and experiment with and i would say that experimentation is is kind of um vital to to our community in that in that way i was thinking ahead of the of the three days themselves uh some teams come up fully formed like five six people they 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 decided that they will do it as such but a few a few people will be slightly more, at first, slightly lonely, like, oh, you know, I'd like to join, but I, I don't really know anyone who's doing a team. But if you, so what we try to do as much as we can is mm -hmm. to put those, those people in connection with teams who at the same time may be looking for someone else to join their team. Well, we are three people, we wish we could be five, you know, we're missing a filmmaker, a video, a cinematographer, or we're missing an actor or an actress. And so we will do our best to connect those people to, in terms of uh, ahead of the event, in terms, to, in terms of building up the teams when, we, when they need to be. 
they build uh, new friendships out of these events, which is one of our overall goals for Liquid Arts is to continually create and expand community and have that sense of intimacy in our community through events like this. And a few, quite a few of the participants, not, not just last year, but before that were, were also involved with the Poussin English Theater Association, um, which also kind of organizes sometimes, they, they organize their plays every year, but they also have this uh, 24 hour theater contests, right? Yes. Sometimes, so this, this sort of echoes or mimics a couple of events that, you know, we, we know that we have a, a baseline of creative and capable uh, person who will be naturally inclined to join these events. So it's also, it's also a nice, extra excuse to mm -hmm. and unlike to a, a music uh, event where there are musicians and audience members with film almost anybody can participate in some way in this event you don't have to be an expert musician you can be a beginning actor who's never acted before and so we like to, to find people who've never participated in events before they've already moved across the world to change their lives. So to participate in art isn't such a big second jump. Even last night at the open stage uh, event, a few persons were asking us like, so the 72 hour film festival, is it happening soon this year? It's like, yeah, it is happening. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> it's coming up, coming soon in Busan. What other kind of uh, styles and genres uh, can we expect? Uh, last year, one entry was a, a suspenseful murder caper. So we had one entry that went in that direction. Uh, another one was the a fake docu. So it's actually a fiction, right? But a fake docu on a on a narcissistic, uh, washed out, drug ridden uh, rock star, failed rock star. <laughs> maybe it's a bit true to life then for many of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it felt somewhat cathartic to the, to the <laughs> of that film. But so yeah, fake docu, you know, that's with a with smaller equipment or you know, limited equipment, that's that's also a direction that you can take to, to actually write a fiction, but make it look as if it were this grungy independent documentary. So mm -hmm. that's what was one direction that someone took. That's that's what's interesting, like not knowing at all what what they will what they will be doing for three days, and then and then see. you get to see yeah. it, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, what was last year's winning entry? I hate to put you on the spot if you yeah. can't remember. It was it was uh, it was called the Captain. It was written by Ryan Estrada and acted with uh, Carrie and Maurice and supported by Eric Pease as a producer. And that was a, a detective uh, questioning a, uh, an accused individual behind bars about a murder that occurred. And so through that interrogation, uh, their dialogue was basically the whole film. Is there any way we can see the films from previous, uh, from previous years? I mean, maybe it's on the the artist's YouTube page, Vimeo or so. Yeah, I, I would say a lot of artists put it up uh, themselves. We try to kind of collect uh, a lot of these and, and put these up. But um, I think uh, due to the experimental nature of some of it, for some people, uh, they may have felt uncomfortable having it 
viewable uh, forever. But okay. but we're hoping this year to kind of uh, to kind of rip the bandaid off of that. And uh, you know, I think as it that's a direction we would definitely like to take it in, where uh, like you could view it year after year. And uh, I think this might be the year that we get to we get to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to go into the archives and see what was see what's come before. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But then again, I can also understand if people are a little nervous or apprehensive. This potential where a situation where a film or a couple of films like last year made at our festival may later screen at the Busan International Short Film Festival. Everyone knew uh, ahead of time and, and now even more so because it happens. So everyone who does the, 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 the contest, the three days film festival, may or may not you know, hoping to, to make it good enough or, you know, to be selected later. And, and the plan when, when there's no Corona happening, the plan is that this, this film becomes one of the film screen at the Pusan Cinema Center. So the plan, it's no, they know that they may be screened at, on the, to an actual live audience in a, in a theater uh, in next April. And just for fun, uh, Sebastian actually went to, did all the work to make the Pusan International Short Film, Fe Film Festival Oscar accredited. So potentially a liquid arts film that was accepted into the Pusan International Short Film Festival could technically get to the Oscars. <laughs> it won't happen, of course, but the path is there. And it's 2020 has been a crazy year in many ways, so nothing would really surprise me anymore, man. That would be hilarious. The festival is indeed not the only one, but the first one in Korea, which became what, what we know, what we call an Oscar qualifying film festival. There are three short film sections at the Oscars. They're not advertised usually, they're not famous, but they are there. And every year, films that win awards at some festivals around the world, including mine, get that's their way in doesn't mean they get you know they still have to go through a few filters and a few selection process at the academy but still it is it is an entryway from for some films for two films every year actually yeah i mean it's a it's a perfect pathway for someone so why not are there any obstacles that you can think of that might get in the way of the 72 hour film Festival, for example, weather. We talked about the umbrella scenario, right? It's uh, it'll be in November, um, and of course, we have COVID situation. We have uh, what are some of the obstacles that you might have to overcome to to get your film out there? We 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 did discuss it, this issue in relate in related relation to COVID, to where maybe our prompts become COVID related and maybe. Uh, they can shoot outside more often. November is a dry season in Pusan, so the what the odds of the weather being nice are actually high. So uh, to be able to do that in this city should eliminate some of those obstacles, hopefully. Are we expecting to see more face masks prominently placed in the, more films this year than others? At least at the screening in HQ at the end, maybe most likely, yes. <laughs> How many teams are you expecting then? We had last year we got we had six. 
And I know in previous years, Niall said they had more a few times, but, you know, at least as, as many, probably more. Last year, we organized it actually a, a bit later and in less time. So, and still 30-ish, 40 people came, made six teams. So, yeah, that's great. 10 maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I'm expecting 10. The word has been out for a couple months now. And without many opportunities to go out and socialize, the word about the film festival has been on people's lips and there's been a lot of dialogue about it. So we're hopeful that the COVID numbers will stay, stay down and allow us to have confidence to proceed in a safe manner and environments. Yeah, fingers crossed. Eh? Jacob, you were saying you're partly responsible or all responsible for the getting the words out there. What kind of social media are you using? I mean, we do a lot of uh, like Facebook, Instagram. There's the other events that we have, like through Liquid Arts, we make graphics for the for the events, um, and we've got it playing uh, up in HQ right now. The poster um, and just kind of talking to people, making making connections, hitting the pavement a little bit, and uh, and gauging interest out there. You know, I, I, I think a lot of foreigners uh, hang out in Busan in kind of the same spots, but you've got to try to capture new ones and, and kind of new, um, you know, I think now we're, we're even looking at um, like a lot of foreign students. And I think that's, that might've been uh, some of Sebastian's plan. So he's, he's kind of uh, taking that up. I mean, through knowing well enough, quite well, the, the Busan film, let's say industry and films, films, the universities in Busan where they teach cinema. I know a bunch of teachers there. And now I teach in one of those universities. So, you know, it's even, it's, it's even easier now to reach out actually. And students have their own schedule and their own assignments and whatever. But even last year, there was a, a, a few of them who joined a few teams and, or made their own team. So, you know, again, and also at our regular open stage events, those are often the best uh, venues for us to publicize because our audience is quite diverse in background, including age, ethnicity. And so just by sharing that information at an event, we hit lots of different people just in, the, in our own group events. Actually tapped into the university student population recently and there's a strong Indonesian community here and Southeast Asian community. And a lot of them come here to do majors in film or video. And so uh, through their friendship groups, which are already internationalist students, all of a sudden we get exposure through Central Asia to Uzbekistan and then all through Southeast Asia and then back here to Korea. Some of our participants will be, will be speakers of three or four languages. And what we would like to see happen, and we were talking about this earlier today, is to have contributions that are done in native languages, perhaps even get a subtitled film. This yeah. is hope, but it's things that we kick around in our ideas and we hope to create uh, atmosphere and environment where those things can emerge. It's hard to find things, sometimes things find you, and if you are sort of open to those things, finding you and welcoming and have that at your identity, then sometimes you get lucky. Koreans, I know that from, also if, if more Koreans would join, that would also be nice because 
you know, uh, we get who wants to come anyway. So that's that we don't want to just make it to appear as if it's foreign only or you know that that was never the case. It's just you reach who you know to a, to a degree, and especially when there is a, a lot of events at the same time done by others or other. That would be nice too. Actually. And this is a direction we hope to support because going forward, uh, Korea will continue to bring more and more international students to their campuses. And a lot of, since a lot of them do come here for film, they can actually get practical experience through our events and have of gratification and affirmation of their creative talents. Uh, where can we find you on social media then, since we were, we just briefly talked about that? Where can we find about the event? On Facebook, we're Liquid Arts Network. And on Instagram, we're Liquid Arts Network. And on Twitter, we are Liquid Arts Network. And the event is listed on our, our Facebook pages and soon to be our Instagram. And then it'll come out on Twitter as well. So there's typical places. We're looking forward to getting, to getting those, uh, those submissions this year. It's always interesting when you have a blank page yeah, and you don't, you see what comes from it. That's, that's what we're doing out here. Yeah. It's the joy of it. Sebastian, you were going to say something. Yeah. It's a thing that I, I feel somewhat guilty that I missed this summer that, you know, we organized that, that festival and the, the seven to two hour film festival. Some films get screened at the show film festival later. Yes. But there is, there are actual other, many other film festivals in Korea, which, the films made at our event could actually submit on their own to those events. For, ex for instance, there is in November, the Pusan Independent Film Festival and they screen films made in Pusan by Pusan filmmakers. That could include anyone from the 72 hour film festival who makes, because they will be making films here. It's a thing that I, I sort of told myself that I would mention that to the team of last year's uh, festival. But then in the summer, I was in Europe dealing with visa issues. And so I, I sort of missed that, that. And I would have been happy to, you know, su just, just suggest. And if they think about submitting their own film, that would be nice. But that would be another um, avenue where they could s screen their films. The film exists, might as well submit to festivals. And there isn't, there isn't just the one in, there, there is many others, even in Seoul, that are kind of tailored to foreign-made films, actually. That would be places where the films made at the 72-hour film fest could kind of naturally be included throughout the year. Well, I, I, one thing about the liquid arts, Please. I'll say, is that generally as an entity, it's amorphous and cumulative. We started off with one event, and now we are about six events 20 years later and uh, people come and go, but the event goes on. It's never the same twice. It's not reliant on just one community to sustain it. A anyone can participate in it. And, and I think that's a really cool thing about it is that it's always changing in order for it to kind of become itself and stay relevant and serve whatever this current time is. You know. I wish you all the best with it, and I'll do my best to uh, to, to spread the word. We appreciate it. <laughs> we, uh, you know, thank you very much, and uh, I hope we didn't run you in the ground with the seventy-two hour film festival. Not at all. I'm uh, I'm I'm really interested to hear about it, and I'm 
equally as interested to see some of the end results. So it, be, it might be nice catching some of the the films at the end, the end of the month. Gents, it's been a pleasure. Merci beaucoup. A pleasure. Enjoy Thank the rest you. of your evening. It's been a pleasure. Looking forward to talk to you again sometime. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. You can follow Can't Find My Way Home on anchor.fm. Simply search for Can't Find My Way Home. On Instagram at can't.findmywayhome. On Facebook at Expat Music Pod. Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And wherever you get your podcasts from, I'm pretty sure you'll find us there too. Until the next one, this is Craig saying cheers. <laughs>